Hey friends, hope you're having a great day. This is Diana Paquet. I am going to talk to you today about parenting because we went through something the other night that was a pretty interesting um, situation and I had no idea with the way that the day started out. I had no idea the way that the day was going to end and it ended up turning out pretty darn good. Um, And I felt like as a family, we grew a lot together. So I thought I would share about it. So as you know, Thomas and I have, uh, well, we actually have eight kids together, but it's it's a whole big long story. I know that sounds like a, a shit ton of children and it is, but we have raised five together um, under this roof and one has now moved out. So their age range is five years old. She's the one that we had together. We have three teen daughters that are over at the high school and then we have a 20 year old who now lives in Florida. Um, during the course of blending that family seven years ago, we uh, have learned a lot together. And one of the things that came up recently that we kind of went through was Thomas is um, a a manly man. He like when we watch, he likes to watch like zombie apocalypse stuff or like um, shoot 'em up stuff, violent stuff on TV. He has no problem just watching it. Whenever it comes up for me, I cover my eyes. The reason I cover my eyes not is because I've never seen anything bloody or gross. I mean, I've I've watched all the movies, but I also know cognitively, uh, what I can take and my mental health is really important to me. So I'm really careful and protective of what I let my brain see because I just don't think it serves me. And that's just how I feel about it. So we have probably sometimes three, four times a year, we have a lockdown at our school. There's some kind of threat. Uh, there's some kind of like something that comes up on social media and that happened the other morning for us. And lots of times the kids know about it before we do, because the school is late to let us know. And um, like I said, we have three daughters who go over to the high school. Two of them had already gone gone over to the school and were in class, and the other one left. And while she was leaving, she was texting with friends, walking. We live across the street from the school, essentially two blocks. She was texting with girlfriends, and the girlfriends said, you know, there's something going on, there's like a lockdown. And as she's walking over there, she sees police cars, the helicopter overhead, etc. Okay, this is not uncommon. I don't know if this is happening at everybody's high schools, but this happens at our high school a lot. So she walks home and her dad says, <clears throat> go back to school. I've called, you know, I've called the school. I've called the police station. I've asked. They said that there's nothing to be worried about at this time and that you should go back to school. So I'm not downstairs. There's a little bit of a, a dialogue back and forth between the two of them. This particular daughter tends to be a bit hysterical sometimes about lots of stuff. And we're trying to encourage her to be more bold and she leaves. So another 15 or 20 minutes pass, drop off my preschooler. I come home. As I'm coming home, my other two daughters who are less hysterical are texting and they're like, mom, the classrooms are, you know, they, the teachers have got the doors locked. Can you come pick us up? We don't want to be here. And to me, I, first of all, would rather be safe than sorry. And second of all, and, and I do, I understand where my husband's coming from because it's completely irritating with all we've gone through for the last two years with COVID and, and the kids missing school. It's so annoying to have the day just derailed by this kind of crap. And, and you know, knock on wood up until now has always been some sort of like false rumor or untrue thing. There's actually never been a bomb, but all it takes is one time, right? 
So I text Thomas because I know he had already told the one to go back to class. I'm like, look, the other two are kind of, you know, feeling upset. What are your thoughts on me going to pick them up? And he's like, whatever you think. So I text all the girls and I go to the school and I sign them out. And as I'm trying to sign out the third one, the hysterical one, she had turned her phone off and ditched and left. She wasn't in her class. So let me say, when you're blending a family, <laughs> there's some stuff that happens with your stepchildren that it's like, oh boy, uh, the thing that's going on with the other parent, with the biological parent and the stepkid, although I consider myself her mom and I've been raising her since she was nine, they have a different way of dealing with each other. Just like my natural children or my adopted children, like Mia and Scarlett, I have a way of working with them. And I don't know, it's just this like weird feeling of like, am I overstepping or what, you know, what's going to go on here? So I'm standing there at the school and I've got three kids at the high school. I told pull out two. And then the report is, is that the one, Erilyn, my stepdaughter is ditching. <laughs> She's not there. I'm like, did you double check? Cause we've never dealt with this before. Now, God bless my kids. We've never dealt with ditching school at all. I used to ditch school all the time. I thought that was really cute to go just get in the car and leave. And I think I even used to take my little sister with me sometimes. So I'm, my, my kids do way better than I did in that area, but we'd never dealt with it before. So I wasn't sure how it was going to pan out. So I brought my two kids home. They're like, well, what's up with that? And I was like, well, we'll see what's going to happen. And I told Thomas and he's like, well, her phone's turned off. She'll turn up at some point. So she had basically walked over to the Starbucks, was sitting over there and was kind of freaked out. And I, you know, like after, after some thought, I was like, yeah, I get that. Like I don't think it's very comfortable to go to school after all the stuff that you hear on the news and the tragic things that you see happening, go over to the school when there's police cars out front, all the uh, helicopters are overhead, and then you're just expected to go to school. And her dad did tell her to, and, you know, then he changed his mind and she had been ditching, you know, it was like a 15 minute overlap, you know, had she not done that. So I'm like, okay, what is this going to turn into? Are we going to like ground her? Like, is she going to lie about it? And so we ended up talking to her together after school. And it actually ended up being a really good growth experience because we, as a family, came together on how we would handle in the future those kind of situations. And <clears throat> my input basically with Thomas was like, look, I don't think that there's a whole lot of learning that's going on. And I'd rather be safe than sorry and just have them home here for as many times as it happens. And it does unfortunately happen a couple times a year at our schools. But just we're working so hard with them with their mental health that rather than just being like, oh, you know, here it is again, just go to school. It's just a prank, which it thus far has been. But how terrifying to sit at school. You know, Scarlett described it and she said, you know, I'm not really scared that something's actually happening. I pretty much know it's a hoax. It always has been. But when your teachers have the doors locked or your teacher just doesn't show up to school and we have a substitute and the doors are locked and the office phone is ringing off the hook and you see kid after kid after kid leaving class and you end up being like one of five people that's still there, it's an uneasy feeling. And I would totally feel the same way if that was going on in school or the workplace. 
So we had this conversation and I was actually really proud of myself and Thomas and Erilyn because it was a very level-headed conversation. And I just explained, I felt safe enough with Thomas to explain my point of view, which is basically like, you are super comfortable with the zombies and the shooting and that's not a male, female thing. That's just sort of like how he works. You know, I personally am not like, I don't want to watch all that kind of stuff all the time. I don't spend a lot of time watching, you know, the tragedies on the news or ruminating about it because it's just, it doesn't, it's, it's very stressful for me and upsetting. Um, I, God, when 9-11 happened, I was pregnant with Cooper and I just, I couldn't stop crying. It was just so upsetting. And I'm not saying like, I totally want to detach from like real life, but I just, I think that it's important for people to understand each other and understand that everybody has a different way of dealing with things and that we maybe as women, um, as his daughter, as his wife feel differently and have a different comfort level. Um, and really like there's a level of let's invest in our mental health rather than let's just push through, you know? So it's pretty cool like to sit there and be able to talk level head headedly about it. He said he was sorry for, um, the way that he handled it this mor- that morning and that he's going to handle it differently. And she seemed to receive that. She said she was sorry for ditching out. I told her that I understood why she did, but that that also is very dangerous because if something actually did happen, that we would be, you know, like wondering if she was there at the school. So we didn't, we just, as a family, we don't want to go down that path anymore of like, we're not telling the truth or we're doing something we're not supposed to be doing. And we basically kind of as a, as parents apologized to to her for not having a better plan in place and then set up a plan. So anyway, I just wanted to share about that because I felt like it is so interesting when you're raising, first of all, I'm raising other people's kids. I'm raising Mia who is adopted and then I'm raising Erilyn who's a stepkid. And, you know, there's all these like, I, we do pretty well together, but like, she calls me Diana and I call her Erilyn, um, but she doesn't call me mom or stepmom or something like that. She just calls me Diana and she, and I came into her life when she was nine and I started dating her dad when she was 10. So we've been together for seven years now, but there's, you know, she's a daddy's girl and I feel like to a certain extent, it's my job to sort of like back him up. And help remind him and sort of give my input. But at the end of the day, and I I mean, I do, I'm like a hard believer. I always have been that she has to be one of the kids and follow along with the other rules in the house. And she's just, you know, being raised like anyone else would. She doesn't get special treatment and she doesn't get worse treatment than anyone else. They all have been very much raised the same. But I just think when it comes down to like some of this stuff, like I could hear him. He's like, no go to school. I want you to go to school. And I could hear them kind of arguing. And she's like kind of getting hysterical. Dad, I don't want to go to school. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to get, just let them deal with it. Let the Paquets deal with their drama because I have other things I want to do today. And it's so, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting balance with step parenting. But I will say, uh, by far one of the greatest experiences in my life. I really freaking love that kid. She had her winter formal dance this weekend and she had been talking about getting her hair highlighted so I said okay well let's highlight cut and curl your hair and I mean 
literally she is breathtaking. She's so gorgeous and sweet and she had all of her friends over and I don't want to go on and on because you guys probably don't want to hear it. But I mean, I just, I adore her and it is such a blessing to be able to step into a kid's life and have her brighten my life every time I see her with her baby sister or I hear the way that she's conducting herself or I see her working at her little job all proud with her hair pulled back in her little ponytail. I'm just like, how lucky am I to have had the opportunity to be involved in raising this child who is just turning into such a beautiful, incredible young woman. And I cannot wait to see what she does with her life. So shout out to all the stepmoms and stepdads and stepkids who maybe didn't come to each other in a traditional uh, way, but nonetheless, beautiful, beautiful, worthwhile endeavor and, um, All right. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. And I hope this helps. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Diana Show. If you want to hear about weight loss, you got to tune in on Wednesdays. And if you want to hear about parenting, self-development, second marriages, blending a family of seven people in a three-bedroom house, mental health awareness, and all the other things that are the pieces of the puzzle that have been bringing us joy, tune in on Mondays. To connect with me, I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapiquet. Thanks, friends.